0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, Jimmy'sTable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. Today is episode 29, where I'm going to talk about the need to love justice and mercy. This, this episode has been born out of the recent um, murder trial of Amber Geiger and regard to the death of Botham Jean. If you're not familiar with it, it, recently made headlines as a result of Amber Geiger being a police officer returning uh, home one day um, after duty, uh, knocking on what she says was the wrong apartment door and entering the apartment thinking it was hers um, when it was in fact somebody else's. And she shot uh, the person that was in what she thought was her apartment. Um, the individual happened to be... An unarmed black man. Um, so as you can tell, this this case was just rife with uh, controversy from the get go, and yet another cautionary tale of an unarmed or uh, unarmed um, black man being killed by a police officer. Um, Amber Geiger was. Uh, rightly convicted for murder as a result of claiming that she thought she was, <laughs> you know, entering into the wrong apartment when in fact, uh, you know, she really knew better. Um, however, the, the thing that really, you know, if, th- if this story wasn't juicy enough, um, the thing that really made it uh, get a lot of national attention beyond the obvious um, setup here was the fact that during the sentencing phase of the trial, Um, Botham Jean's brother uh, the murder victim's brother um, took a moment to testify and tell Amber Geiger that in the name of Jesus he was forgiving her um, for uh, his brother's murder and that he had nothing but goodness in his heart towards her wished her nothing the best um, wished that maybe she didn't even have to go to jail um, and he, in a radical moment, asked the judge for permission to embrace and hug Amber Geiger in open court, uh, to which he did. And Amber Geiger, of course, um, you know, highly touched and moved by the fact that uh, the individual whose uh, brother she had killed, um, you know, was hugging her. She, of course, wept bitterly. Uh, over the entire thing and it was a, it was a really powerful moment uh, and followed up by an even stronger moment as well in which the judge in the sentencing case uh, Personally walked over to Amber as well and gave her a hug and gave her uh, a copy of her personal Bible um, You know powerful powerful moment uh, And it's a powerful moment that you know without a doubt created a lot of controversy um, And people have been abuzz buzz about it, talking about, oh, the sentence wasn't harsh enough. Or, you know, how can you possibly forgive somebody that murdered your brother? And, uh, you know, then some people were saying, well, it should be enough that uh, the brother's forgiven uh, Amber Geiger and, you know, maybe she should get to go free. <laughs> um, but, you know, so lots of controversy, lots of opinions on it. Um, I've personally been moved by this um, entire scenario on uh, coming out. On the news and seeing people's reactions to it uh, on social media and reading some things and listening to some things on it. My favorite uh, issues or perspectives on this topic come from, one, a podcast uh, by Southside Rabbi Amin Hudson, Um, episode three. I'd highly encourage you to look up Southside Rabbi uh, Amin Hudson. Uh, Episode 3, where he talks about the scandal of grace and the Botham Jean, forgiveness, justice uh, issues associated with it. As well as an article that was published by Christianity Today about Botham Jean and forgiveness in the Amber Geiger trial. I have links to both in the show notes if you want to check out the episode's show notes. Uh, If it's an Apple, you should be able to do that just by clicking uh, the show, um, but if you don't have direct access to the show notes through whatever podcast you're listening to, Jimmy's Table.com, look up episode 29 um, in which you can find links. I highly, let me just say this, I highly, I highly, I highly encourage you listening both to the podcast by Amin Hudson on, um, at Southside Rabbi, as well as checking out the Christianity Today uh, uh, article, because in my opinion, they do this so far uh, beyond anything that I could possibly say on the topic, and I wish I could just play them both for you here and read them both for you here, uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to kind of kindly point you to those um, two outlets to really get a, you know, powerful, powerful, powerful perspective on that. And I hope in today's podcast, even though I hope to offer my own powerful perspective uh, on this topic. Um, I, I would really like to point you to those because they just do it so much more justice than I could. Um, but because you're listening to me, I hope you, you know, you're still able to get something out of it um, from my perspective uh, if you don't have time to engage um, both those individuals. So check it out if you can. So with that said, um, you know, let me, let me put it in this perspective. What balance do you think there needs to be between justice and mercy? And can we as Christians love and embrace both? Or are we only called to practice one at the expense of the other? Are these concepts of justice and mercy actually opposed to one another? It is my conviction, my conviction, deep theological conviction as well, that forgiveness, justice, and mercy... Love, all that stuff, that they're delicately (laughs) intertwined. And while they may at times seem to be concepts that sometimes oppose one another at different angles, depending on the angle you're looking at it, at the end of the day, all these things are intertwined in a beautiful and wonderful dance. And love, justice, mercy, forgiveness, all these things point to one thing, and that is ultimately the redemption that is available through Jesus Christ. And you know, in this um, this murder trial, I think there's a powerful quote that we need to look at when we're going to talk about mercy and forgiveness and love and redemption and all that fun stuff. Uh, because this one didn't make the headlines like the brother's uh, powerful testimony and his actions in court Um, But this was said later um, by um, the mother of the slain victim. Uh, She said, Forgiveness for us as Christians is healing for us. But as my husband said, there are consequences. It does not mean that everything else we have suffered has to go unnoticed. What went unnoticed according to her mother or his mother? The crime scene was contaminated by the Dallas police. High-ranking officials deleted evidence and police officers turned off body cameras and vehicle cameras in the midst of their investigations. Um, The mother points out that you saw investigations that were marred with corruption. And while we walk as Christians and offer forgiveness, we still have a responsibility to ensure that our city does that which is right. And I like this powerful quote from the Christianity Today article, Um, that I'm referencing here, where uh, Darina Williamson says, forgiveness has another hand that fights for justice. The two go together. They are part of the gospel. And, you know, we usually think of justice and mercy and forgiveness as being opposing things. But there's a couple Bible verses I would like to reference to show, you know, that justice and mercy are not opposing things, the things that we often make it out to be. Micah 6, 8, very famous passage of scripture. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? The prophet Micah sees justice, to do justice, and to love mercy as two sides of the same coin. They are not opposing concepts. They are not Concepts that obliterate one another or cancel each other out in the way that we often like to treat justice and mercy. And also in the Gospels, Jesus said in Matthew 23, 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things that you should have done without neglecting the other. So we can see from the perspective of the Old Testament prophet Micah and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that justice and mercy are not opposing concepts and they are concepts that we have to both flesh out in our lives and in this world. Jesus says we should not neglect justice and mercy at the expense of other things. Uh, these are the things we should have also done. <laughs> and I think this concept of justice and mercy is something that you see left-leaning and right-leaning theologians um, often chide each other for in their competition of definitions and expressions of theological terms and what they choose to emphasize. Um, Left-leaning theologians, I believe you will often see, will chide more conservative-leaning theologians for atonement theories that see the cross of Jesus Christ in terms of satisfying God's demand for justice. And conservative theologians can sometimes see ideas around social justice as opposing God's call for us to forgive one another. However, I believe that the Bible makes it clear. And gosh, I hate saying the Bible makes it clear because, you know, if anything, the Bible is not clear at times. However, I think the Bible makes it clear. Justice and mercy are both virtues of the same God. God is both just and God is both merciful. Um, God is the one who, according to Exodus 25 through 6 visits the iniquity of the fathers on the children on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. It's the same God, folks. The God who loves justice also loves mercy, and he expresses both because he in himself is both just and merciful. God is beholden to justice God is beholden to mercy, God is beholden to love, and they are all the expression of the same God who is love and justice and mercy and ultimately has in his mind, through those expressions of love and justice and mercy, the redemption of all things through Christ. For it is ultimately in Christ that we see the issues of justice and mercy and forgiveness and love and all that stuff mingled together in the cross of Jesus Christ, which is God's ultimate expression of justice and mercy being married together. Um, and such impacts as Christians, not only our vertical relationship with God and through the justice of and mercy of the cross, but horizontally in our relationships with God one another. The concept of justice in the Bible is about things being put in right relationship with one another and giving others their due. This ultimately manifests itself with God and humanity in a loving and harmonious relationship with one another. We were created to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And that is the right order for all of creation. However, because sin distorts that order and sin perverts those relationships, it perverts our relationship with God and it perverts our relationship with each other, sin plunges humanity into hostile relationships with God and neighbor, resulting in broken relationships and all sorts of other pains. But if we are to uphold justice, actions are required in order to ultimately restore broken down relationships and to make creation whole. And that's what justice is ultimately about. Justice is ultimately about righting the wrongs, giving others their due, and the restoration of all things. Um, and it's about undertaking the actions necessary to restore those broken things and what sin has destroyed any creation that is no longer whole. And that is why that God cannot just forgive us of our sins apart from the atoning, sacrificial, penal death of Jesus Christ on the cross because such forgiveness would be cheap. And God is not a cheap God. God is a just God and a merciful God. And that is why, if you and I steal something, it's not enough just to be forgiven what we've stolen by an offending party. And that's why we ultimately, if we're criminals and steal something, that's why the Bible demands that you and I make restitution for what we have stolen. Otherwise, the person we have stolen something from is still deprived of what was rightfully their property and rightfully theirs to enjoy. And they have yet to be made whole. And if I am a thief, you know, the person who uh, I've stolen from, they're free to forgive me. And they should forgive me if if they're going to, you know, walk in the power of the gospel. Um, But just because they've forgiven me doesn't mean I shouldn't still attempt to make them whole. Justice demanded the death of Jesus Christ on the cross as a payment for sin just as restitution must be required of all thieves who steal stuff from other people. And mercy is God accepting from Jesus that which is necessary to make our relationship with God whole again. And mercy is forgiving a thief before that thief even attempts to restore what they stole because Jesus Christ paid the price for it all. Well, that doesn't mean that just because you've been forgiven or you've forgiven a thief, that doesn't mean everything has been made whole. That thief must still make you whole. Uh, And while forgiveness is the path uh, for which the thief can find uh, the ability to make restitution, um, forgiveness doesn't mean that there can't be any accountability in that. Um, Just as if somebody sins against me in Luke 17, uh, Jesus pointed out, if somebody sins against you, you know, and he comes and confesses his sin to you, forgive him. With the implication being, if he doesn't confess, (laughs) you know, he's still on the hook. Um, And then you know if we're ultimately looking for redemption and restitution and restoration, which is what justice and mercy is all ultimately about anyway, then justice demands the payment be made, um, but mercy makes it possible uh, for the first steps of reconciliation to begin, even before any payment has been made, and that's why uh, Botham Jean's Uh, family can both pursue the track of forgiveness and justice all in the same breath. Botham Jean's brother can stand on a a courtroom and tell the murderer of his uh, brother um, that he forgives Amber Geiger for murdering his brother. But at the same time, the mother can still cry and say, but where is the justice in this all and then the way the police handled their investigation and then what this woman did there is still room for accountability uh in the paths of justice and mercy and love and forgiveness because if, you know if if my wife cheated on me you know i can forgive my wife but we would still as as a husband and wife still have to work out the things that which are necessary to make our relationship whole and to build down trust that infidelity would have broken but that that trust will not be restored unless actions to to redeem the past transgressions are take, undertaken and while Jesus Christ paid the penalty for it all and forgives somebody of adultery, that doesn't mean that trust is rebuilt overnight. New relationships must ultimately be formed. Um, And while forgiveness is the basis of such things, you know, if you forgive somebody and then they keep doing what they do over over and over and over and over and over and over again, and they simply just don't stop, then at what point do you wonder that, things are being made whole. Because that is ultimately the goal of justice and mercy and forgiveness. It's about making things whole. It's about making things in right relationship together. And if somebody's stealing from you or if somebody's cheating on you, well, until things and actions are undertaken in order to right those wrongs um, and to restore that which is broken, then justice has yet to be made um and things must still be done um, in order to make things whole and we see this well demonstrated in ultimately the the cross of jesus christ jesus died died on the cross for our sins he bore our punishment he bore our wrath uh, according to good theology if you believe good theology (laughs) um and Uh, Jesus died for our sins to forgive us of our sins. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. But you know, in that, all of a sudden we don't obtain uh, a universal uh, forgiveness for all of mankind. And, you know, there isn't some sort of universalism all of a sudden where, okay, now that Jesus died on the cross, everybody in the world goes to heaven when they die, uh, irrespective of uh, their belief and attitudes and actions towards Jesus Christ. Uh, But rather even though Jesus Christ paid the penalty uh, for forgiveness of sins and cried out, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. With even that, Jesus still holds the world into account one day, and he will come and judge all men according to the scriptures, um, and all men will be held in an account. And just because Jesus offers forgiveness Uh, You know, Jesus offered forgiveness, but that didn't stop Jesus from intervening and uh, leaving Jerusalem destitute when the Romans destroyed it uh, in 70 AD, uh, which was a sign of God's judgment on Jerusalem and the Jews for rejecting Jesus Christ as Messiah. I know that's probably not a popular take, but I'm going to make it anyway because it's true. Um, And with that said, you know, Jesus still holds the world into account at the day of judgment um, for whether they accept him and reject him uh, and walked in the way of righteousness or, and, and believed on him or whether they did or not. Um, so just because Jesus offered forgiveness didn't mean all the world instantly rubber stamped on the way to heaven. Uh, instead, Jesus still looked for reconciliation. He looked for us to, to come and repent of our sins, to ask for forgiveness um, and then enter into uh, right relationship with God because of what he did on the cross. Um, and so it is to be with, as it is with Jesus Christ and us on the cross. Well, you know, that ultimately has to work out in a very similar fashion in our human affairs, because the cross not only, you know, it has it goes up and down, it's vertical. There's a point that points up, but there's also that that horizontal beam in which they nail people's uh, hands to, and. The cross is a vertical and horizontal expression of God's love and justice and mercy and forgiveness. And if it impacts our vertical relationships, it impacts our horizontal earthly relationships too. And we must find love and justice and mercy and forgiveness um, through Jesus Christ, not only in our vertical relationship with God, uh, but in our horizontal relationships with one another. And that's why... Botham Jean's brother and his mother could simultaneously, you know, beg for forgiveness for this individual who murdered their their family member. But also at the same time, upholding the demands and calls for justice to be done for the blood that was spilled. Because God is ultimately looking for reconciliation here. He's ultimately looking for the redemption of Amber Geiger. Yes, Amber Geiger, even though forgiven, must still go to jail. A life was taken and somebody needs to be held accountable for that. And that accountability is not opposed uh, to the forgiveness that is available uh, not only through Jesus Christ, but also the forgiveness that is available through Botham Jean's family. I, it was the, I think it was the prophet Habakkuk, and I'm just speaking off the top of my head here, who, knowing that God was getting ready to judge uh, Jerusalem um, and realizing God's justice was soon and swift to be carried out on Jerusalem for its sin against God and turning its back on God as a people. Um, The prophet Habakkuk said, God, in your anger and your wrath and your justice, please remember mercy. (laughs) God can be the executor of justice as well as mercy, just as we ought to as well be individuals who love and practice both justice and mercy mercy justice and mercy are married together and they're married together through the blood and death and sacrifice of jesus christ on the cross so that's my perspective everybody um loving justice and mercy practicing and embracing both and i believe we need both and i would just like to again encourage you because you know As much as I would like to speak on this topic more, I believe there are other people who speak on it better than me, and I would really like you to catch the episode of The Scandal of Grace on the Southside Rabbi um, with Amin Hudson uh, and a friend of his that he was interviewing with or talking with. Um, uh, So check that out in the podcast notes. um, And check also out the the article by Christianity Today um, with uh, Darina Williamson. I think they're great they're just tremendous, and I hope you're, you've you been blessed not only in hearing me and my little rant and ramble for uh, today's podcast, um, but I hope you really uh, dig into this deep because I think this is a topic that we as Christians need to better wrestle with. I, I know as a white evangelical Christian living in the South, You know, I need to do a little bit better on this because I've kind of been an individual, personally speaking, who has majored in the mercy department and the call for others to show mercy. But as I've wrestled with this topic over the years, not only in the light of of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins, um, but uh, and what that means for me and the rest of the world, um, but how that death impacts our horizontal relationships with one another. And I believe the cross is at the center of all these things. And if we attempt to remove the cross from the center of all justice, uh, we will always be in the search for a justice that does not exist because it is a justice that only God can provide and the person of Jesus Christ and what he accomplished on the cross. And if we divorce justice from the concept of the cross, we will never find it anywhere else. And so shame on you, left-leaning theologians, for trying to remove the concept of justice for the cross. And shame on you, right-leaning theologians who try to remove the concept of justice on those who we have been involved with in our horizontal relationships and those that we have historically wronged over the years. Both are equally things that I personally condemn and uh, I would like to challenge you on if you are a little wishy-washy on either perspective. Um, And, I, I, you know, I kind of liken this sort of issue unto uh, individuals who struggle over the divinity of Christ or the issues surrounding the Trinity where they, you know, get tripped up on the humanity of Jesus or the divinity of Jesus. And how can Jesus, you know, if Jesus is God, how can uh, God die on a cross? And if, uh, you know, all those sort of sort of weird thoughts that people start getting into their minds. It's kind of like, you know, embrace, <laughs> folks. Embrace uh, these sort of scandalous ideas. Embrace these scandalous ideas. Embrace these mysteries. Embrace these paradoxes, for they are not contradictions, but they are ultimately uh, manifestations of the one God uh, and virtues that come from him and things that he and himself is. So anyway, sorry for, you know, getting my preach back on there. But, uh, anyway, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, Jimmy's table.com episode 29. You can check it out. Jimmy's table.com. Uh, I'm on Apple, I'm on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, and all those other places. Again, the show notes are available at jimmiestable.com. Look up episode 29, Loving Justice and Mercy, where you can find the, the show notes as well as the links that I've referenced in today's podcast. Email me if you agree or disagree with me, Jimmy at jimmyatjimmiestable.com. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on Twitter. I would love to hear from you. Take care, everybody. God bless, and look forward to uh, talking to you again.